Hi, I'm Dave Jackson. Welcome to another JPR Live session where we get to know artists we admire and hear intimate live performances from the JPR Steve Nelson Performance Studio on the campus of Southern Oregon University. Joining me is Aaron Fagan. He's a singer-songwriter, guitar player who grew up in Medford, now lives in Portland. He's been compared to Elliot Smith, Nathaniel Rateliff, and Leif Volebeck. He's performing Saturday, December 9th at the Elder Apothecary in Ashland. Find more information at his website, AaronFagan.com. Aaron, welcome to right. JPR. Awesome to be here. Uh, like me, you grew up here in the Rogue Valley. Tell us about growing up. You're from Medford. Yeah, um, it was a great place to grow up. Um, I went to North Medford High School and Hendrick Middle School, and so I was kind of in Medford, you know, mm -hmm. actually Medford proper. And um, I think I, I appreciate it more now than I did growing up at the time, um, getting away, but it's always just a treat to come down here. It's It's a special place. How did you uh, get started uh, getting into music? What got you going on that? Um, my parents listened to a lot of music. Uh, my mom would play piano around the house, and my parents um, both would take us to concerts a bunch, and my brother and I. And, mm -hmm. and so we would just go to a lot of shows and a lot of live music of all kinds. And um, at some point I got an acoustic guitar, I think for like Christmas or something. Um, and uh, I started doing guitar lessons at Tom's Guitars mm. um, in Medford, uh -huh. um, and Saul Kruger was the guitar teacher, who is an incredible guitar teacher. And um, so, yeah, so I, I did that for a long time, um, and then started playing shows. And um, I played a lot of shows at the Good Bean Coffee uh -huh. um, in Medford, uh -huh. or in Jacksonville, actually, uh -huh. um, a lot in high school. So yeah, you were performing. So did you? Were you in bands or anything? Just performing mm -hmm. solo? And no, yeah, we had a band called Back in the States. Um, Look, listening back, we were actually not as bad as I as I remember, which is good. Um, but yeah, it was it was high school friends of mine, uh, Aaron Jackson and Halle um, Gervais, um, and so she played uh, viola and violin, and then uh, Aaron played bass, and then I played guitar, and and so we we actually released an album right when we graduated from high school, which was fun. And so yeah, it's somewhere on the internet, which. <laughs> I try not to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but it's there. So it is there. Um, were you writing tunes back then, or did you start out writing songs, or were you primarily covers? Or yeah, yeah, I've always been writing songs. Um, even as a little kid, it's not something that, um, like, you know, singing any song like as a, a cover is fantastic and a lot of fun. But my brain was always trying to make make things up, and um, I was a pretty hyperactive little kid, and so making up songs was was something I was always doing. And then you went to college in Portland. Was mm -hmm. music the main focus up there, or what were you doing in college? Um, I got a biology degree, um, but I ended up becoming um, the event coordinator at KDUP, which is the college radio station up there. And then um, I became the um, general manager, so I was in charge of the whole station. And, and we hosted a bunch of shows, and I did a bunch of shows, and went on tour with a band that I was playing in um, with an upright bass player and a viola player. And, and we toured like Washington from Bellingham all the way down to um, Southern Oregon. And then we did, um, I did a bunch of San Francisco runs and kind of have been doing it all over this, all over the place since, ever since. So uh, how about a song? What do you want to play? Yeah, I'm going to play Beautiful Disaster. Um, this is a song that's based off of um, David Eagleman's book, Some. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. Um, he's a, a neuroscientist. He's on the uh, podcast Radio Lab a lot. Um, but he um, he wrote this book called Some S-U-M, um, and it's 40 tales of the afterlife told from different perspectives, and they're each a page to a page and a half long. Um, and the first one is is the sum of your own life. Um, basically, you recreate it, and you, you do all the things that you did um, in order and for the duration that you did them in sum. So you walk for as long as you walked in your life all at once, and then you 
you eat for as long as you can, you know, eat the sum of all those things. And you do all the other things you, mm-hmm. you did. Some of them would be great. Some would be terrible. Um, and so uh, I, I really liked that that book and, and it kind of got me thinking about life and how it's a beautiful disaster. And so I wrote this this next song. Aaron Fagan's my guest in a JPR live session. This is Beautiful Disaster. You arrive in the afterlife Could you tell me if you'd made it? Would your ticket be enough to cash? All the karma you'd been saving But what if you found the gates of hell? Could you claim it be mistaken? Were you pure and sure, could you tell? Or was it fear of bad behaving? It's a hard life, man There's a beautiful world out there It's a hard life, man No promises of after It's a wonderful hope Oh, the casting of a master It's a beautiful disaster A beautiful disaster Did a holy light shine on you? Or did the darkness stumble forward? Or did you see your life flash before your eyes? Was it savior or destroyer? And did they hold you close and sing your name? Was it whisperings of sorrow? And all the ways we try to avoid the pain, you're gonna be alright. I'm not gonna be alright. It's a hard life, man. There's a beautiful world out there. It's a hard life, man No promises of after It's a wonderful hope Oh, the casting of a master It's a beautiful disaster A beautiful disaster Very nice. It's Aaron Fagan in a JPR live session with Beautiful Disaster. I found an interview, I think, that you did on Bill Scorzari's website yeah. with Watch House. Is that yes, right? Yeah. yeah. See, I would interview people for um, uh, for this um, magazine called, it was like Heartland Magazine or Heart Music Magazine. Uh-huh. Um, and so I would get to interview all these great artists. And uh-huh. um, my dad's here with this right now. But one of them, because I wasn't 21 at the time, um, I was interviewing Rocky Vadalato and uh, wow. Noah Gunderson. And he had to sneak me in backstage because I wasn't the age. So he had to help me get into the venue, oh, um, which it was a parent, you know, thing at the Aladdin Theater. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Um, and so Portland's got a pretty thriving folk mm-hmm. music scene. We're familiar with a lot of the folks from up there. Uh, what was it like you breaking into that environment? Man, it's changing so often. And I've kind of not reinvented myself, but I've come and gone from the Portland scene so many times that it's every time it's new. And, and so um, it, everyone is so kind who's a part of that scene, but it is changing so often. And the, and the city is small, but it, it's sprawling. And so there's just different pockets everywhere. Um, but it's everybody knows everybody. Um, you just may not know what their newest project is until you see them on stage. And you're like, oh, it's that person, you know, and you hear their names. <laughs> right. I think Seattle does that a lot, mm-hmm. a lot too, yeah. Um, so you list uh, uh, Jeffrey Martin as mm-hmm. both a friend and a mentor at this point. Yeah. yeah. How did uh, how did you get to know him? Yeah, I, I sent him a, a letter in college. Yeah. Um, I saw that he was a high school teacher, and everyone had been telling me to become a high school teacher, basically. And um, I was kind of like, hey, you're making music work. How, how are you doing this, and how are you teaching and how are you just living your life? Um, and he sent me a letter back. Um, and then we just basically sent letters to each other for, well, almost 10 years now that we've known each other. And um, I then had him when I was working at the radio station. I brought him in and he did a show at the radio station. And, and we became friends. And um, I've opened for him for some shows. And he's opened for me for some shows. And it's it's an honor knowing Jeffrey. He's just an, an incredible human being and songwriter. Yeah, we've had him here at yeah. JPR. along Flannery, with, right? Yeah. And well, I think with Anna Tivill, too. Anna, Anna yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. They're both awesome songwriters. What do you want to play for us next? How about another song? Yeah, um, I'm going to play Gone this time. Um, I have been bringing this one back um, just because I, I recorded it. I did the whole album that I just finished um, last year. Mm-hmm. I'm actually here in Southern Oregon. And so I haven't played this in a while, but I've been trying to bring it back because I really love this song. And so I like how it sounded on the recording. So right. I'm going to play this. Here's Aaron Fagan with Gone This Time in a JPR Live session. Spirit left you And you fell down into a dream At least that's what I've told myself To believe in it's a lie You're gone this time Ooh, you're gone this time If morning's mending Then why am I pretending to be fine? A thinly veiled line between treading water and building a shrine. Ooh, you're gone this time. If I could paint your portrait in my mind, then you'd still be with me. But at the rate we're spinning out of time, Will your soul wait for mine? On the drive home, I fell asleep on the vinyl seats Much to your relief without holding your hand You're gone this time gone this time the constant silence a paralyzing violence that remains trapped in a refrain was not part of the plan you're gone this time you're gone this time am I underwater 
War on fire I can't tell the difference Everyone says that the fog will rise Adjusting my eyes to the light Will I see you waiting by my side Too afraid to risk this There is some strange beauty in this life I'll tell you about it If I could paint your portrait in my mind Then you'd still be with me But at the rate we're spinning out of time Will your soul wait for mine? Will your soul wait for mine? That's Aaron Fagan in a JPR live session with the tune Gone This Time. Aaron Fagan is performing Saturday, December 9th at Elder Apothecary in Ashland. Find tickets at his website, AaronFagan.com. That's A-R-R-A-N-F-A-G-A-N.com. Tell us uh, about that song. Liz. Yeah, um, I was, there's a book um, that they make a lot of doctors read. I was in this like philosophy course in college and it's um, called The Spirit Catches You and um, I Fall Down, I think, or The Spirit Catches Me, I Fall Down. Um, and it's about kind of global healthcare. Um, it's about a Hmong family who has a, a child with um, uh, seizures. And so um, it's talking about kind of the difference between culture um, of me- cultural medical practice, basically a global medical practice and Western medicine um, kind of integrating in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of stuck with songs um, when I was writing. And so I'd wake up every day and drink a cup of coffee and wake up and try to write. And that seemed to be the best thing. And um, I saw the book on the shelf and I thought that was kind of a cool um, you know, the the spirit catches you kind of thing and you fall down. And, and so I started turning that into what is that? And it was a, it was a good songwriting practice. Mm. So when did you, uh, is that on There's More Light? Is yeah, there is. Yeah. It? It's the third or fourth track. Uh-huh. And uh, so talk to us about the writing on that album. Yeah. Did, was that come out of kind of the pandemic era? Was that a... Yeah. So I... Um, I was working three jobs at the time. Wow. I was working as a paraeducator and an ice delivery truck driver. And then I was full-time um, doing music as well at the same time. And um, COVID hit um, and I lost all three of those basically abilities to, to survive. Um, and so I came back to my parents' house while I was trying to figure out what to do. I just graduated college. I, I had done a Fulbright in Borneo at the time. So I had just gotten back from that. Um, and so um, I started thinking about just kind of one, it wasn't really pandemic related, but it was just kind of like the grief that everybody goes through in their life um, at different stages. And so this whole album is kind of looking at grief from different perspectives and different stages. And so um, every day I'd kind of try to pick out, well, what is a different viewpoint on that? And it didn't have to be like losing a loved one always or, or something like that, but it could be like figuring out, you know, with your age, the doors that are opening and closing mm-hmm. and stuff like that as well. Yeah, and and just during that time, though, sort mm-hmm. of a re- fertile ground for, you know, yeah. m- the subject of grief, really. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
on one of your previous albums, um, you were dealing with some personal uh, issues going on. Tell us about uh, Sad Old Songs and how it compares to kind of your outlook. Yeah, um, Sad Old Songs is like the personal aspect, but also still kind of looking at friends going through stuff mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, personal relationships. Right. Um, and so I um, I do I turn a lot of songs into the eye on purpose. And so Sad Old Songs was kind of like I'm living in a dorm I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my life at all, you know, um, and, and writing those songs and kind of looking at people, kind of learning the world, um, you know, and making a lot of mistakes and, and sometimes finding some really good things out of it. And then there is more light is more actually a reminder of, you know, we all go through this grief process in different ways in our lives and there always is a, a piece of light in there somewhere. Um, so trying to really focus on the positive, whereas saddle science was more than negative than anything else. Well, they, that's good. It kind of comes yeah, in yeah, a yeah. circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, ha- play another song. What do you want to play us? Um, I was going to play something actually off of Salt Saddled Songs. Cool. Um, I was going to play Westward from Eden, if that's okay. Sounds great to me. Yeah. I traveled westward from Eden Came to a side in the road All the cigarettes and glass and all the fire Burning ash had filled my mind And heavied in my soul The birch held the wreckage like a lover Warm and true with its embrace Held on through the night, holding fire And its life until the sun could come shine and take its place The birch stood charring from the outside With its intentions holding true Dad that very night amongst the silver In the light it sound a shiver I welcomed and I knew And I knew that it was me Though I did not know till now And I knew that I would die If I did not leave this town No problems with being a martyr If in the name is something true But what if that you think is something hiding In your drinking it truly He does not believe in you This thought captured in my mind now Drove me from garden to the road as I straighten down the line, leaving the omen from my mind in the rear view, the couple drenched in gold. And I knew that it was me if I did not take control. And I knew that I would die if I did not let you go. And the twilight was worn and frayed thin Showing crimson patchwork skies Somewhere down the line I left a little Piece behind of everything I ever was 
was inside And I knew that it was me As if waiting for the call And I knew that I would die Yes, I knew that I would die Oh, I knew that I would die If I did not lose it all I did not lose it all Aaron Fagan is my guest in a JPR live session that was westward from Eden here on Jefferson Public Radio. He's performing Saturday, December 9th at the Elder Apothecary in Ashland. So you you mentioned earlier about uh, a Fulbright grant. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about what you did with that. Um, yeah, so uh, I had accidentally, basically I had been pushing away being a teacher for a long time. Um, everyone kept telling me to do it, and I kept being like, no. Um, and so I, I ended up, I really wanted to travel, and, and so I kept finding these ways to, to teach to get to travel. So I became a mountain guide at my university. I, um, I then found a way to work for the State Department um, in Japan and China teaching during the summers. So I got a free flight there. I got housing paid for, and I got to explore. But I had to teach kids during the day, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Friday, and then I'd explore after work and during weekends. And um, it was a pretty incredible experience. And so I didn't really know what I was doing and a friend of mine was like, oh, you should look into Fulbright because you've done similar experiences like that. And so um, it requires like a two-year, or not a two-year, a one-year, but two-page essay. Um, you write these essays about your um, experience of why this program, why you, why now. Um, and so I chose Fulbright Malaysia um, because I was a biology major and and the ecosystems there are the oldest rainforests on the planet. And um, my, my family kind of was in, really into naturalism. And so we would go out looking for reptiles and amphibians and birds and, and all that. And so I really wanted to, one, um, see how the teaching thing went, and then two, get to go to these places. And, you know, so selfishly a little bit as well. And so um, I ended up getting in, which was a pretty incredible experience. I lived in um, the Malaysian set of Borneo for a year. Um, and I, I taught at a public school in Malaysia. Um, and I I worked with some incredible teachers who who, who were working with like 50 students in a classroom and no windows so you could hear everything and and i i'm a high school teacher now and so um i teach about 35 to 37 students and my school actually doesn't have walls either as well it's it's this new age school and so um it kind of prepared me for that without knowing it um but yeah it was an incredible experience um yeah Okay. So you you are teaching uh you're, you're teaching is it biology you said zoology zoology yeah I'm a high school uh-huh. zoology teacher oh very cool yeah um, and so how does that mesh with uh, your music career is it or is are you fifty fifty or you yeah. imagine teaching is a real busy thing so it is um, yeah it's really a lot but um, I have been able to make it work with music really well actually uh-huh. it works really well to do um, leaving right after work on a Friday play a show Friday Saturday Sunday. Um, come back late Sunday night, teach all week, do the same thing over and over. And, and I've learned over time that I need to do it. And I've kind of figured out what works for me. And, it, and I've seen growth, which is even better. Um, so I'm doing a lot of regional touring, which is something that Jeffrey Martin had recommended. And um, I do these shows where it'll be 
you know, a weekend tour in a regional location, a weekend off, a weekend tour in a regional mm -hmm. location. I'll do that all fall and then I'll do that all spring. And then I take the summers off just because I don't think anyone wants to hear sad folk music during the <laughs> summer when it's so nice out. But, right. I, but I should I should do that as well. Yeah, you seem like a busy man, and you mentioned earlier you were kind of a hyper kid, so it seems yeah. like you've channeled that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone for the next seven weekends in a row, and I don't know how my girlfriend feels about that, but um, she's she's pretty supportive, which I appreciate. All right. So, uh, what's coming up next on uh, uh, music for you? What's... Shows wise or song wise? Uh, so either way, what's uh, what are you what are you doing? Uh, new albums coming up or? I know you yeah. just put this one out last year, but it's... Yeah, I just put that one last out last year, and I've been really trying to focus on, like, writing songs that feel right. And I'm a pretty slow songwriter, um, so I take my time until... And I only really keep the ones that I really am, am truly, uh, I feel like, honest, you know, mm -hmm. that I feel like are, are right. Um, and so I've got I, I've got about half an album's worth written so far, and so yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see. I really loved the process of recording the last one um, with my friends actually in the Rogue Valley. So it's, uh -huh. it's all an organ album. Everybody is in that. So um, Grayson Phelps, who actually works here in Ashland, um, he did almost all the instrumentation. And then his wife, Chloe, actually did all of the artwork for the album. And then Tyler Fortier out of Eugene um, did all the other aspects of it with mixing and mastering. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, how about us playing this one more tune? Yeah. Sounds great. This is going to be Could You Carry Me. Working through the daylight Hoping to catch a break This body is an anchor Well, my mind floats awake My love is far away now in a vast expanse of dream Well, lying in these arms Just as close as she can be Clock's incessant ticking Contradicting my heart's beating All the words that I've been thinking Spin round and round and round My love, she lights a fire depths of what's beneath to covet beauty and desire is something short of cheap could you carry
guilt amongst the unknown And also fear of those with pride A question looming and unchanging Who will be there by your side? Aaron Fagan is my guest today in a JPR live session. That was Could You Carry Me? Tell us about that song. Yeah, um, that song's just like, you know, trying to make sure that the people in your life can uh, support you in the way that you want to be supported and also you can support them in the way that they want to be supported um, so that there isn't an imbalance, um, an imbalance in that, that, that ability, um, you know, either emotionally or even sometimes physically. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Aaron is performing at the Elder Apothecary in Ashland. That show's coming up on December 9th. Find tickets at his website, AaronFagan.com. Tell people where they can find you on the socials. Yeah, um, it's going to be an embarrassing Instagram name, but um, my name is Aaron the Ginger on Instagram. I used used to be more of a ginger than I am now, um, but it is A-R-R-A-N. Um, it's the Scottish spelling of Aaron, which trips people up sometimes. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, there's some great pictures uh, from your time in uh, Malaysia, and mm-hmm. it looked like you went into Japan there too. And uh, Spencer, so some good pictures on his Instagram account as well. Well, thanks for joining us today on JPR. Thank you so much. JPR live sessions are produced by John Griffin of Luna Zen Studios. You can find this and our other live sessions as podcasts at ijpr.org and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Dave Jackson. Thanks for listening. Stick around for more open air just ahead.